Hello and welcome, uh, better late than never, to the PME podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the previous Arsenal game just before the initial break uh, against Brighton. Uh, yes, that game, you know, the one from almost two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I can explain, I can explain. I've just been very busy. Um, I've been a very busy man. I'm trying to sort my career out, actually. And whilst I'm in the process of doing that, I've just not really had any free time. Uh, I've had some personal stuff to deal with as well. So all that together, it's just, it just I've just been really busy. Every time I've done to, gone to do a podcast, I've pretty much fell asleep. I'm, I mean, I've been that busy. So I apologize for the, you know, I apologize for the delay. Um, I will try and make up to everyone who's listened. Um, I might do a preview if if I can get a little bit of free time. I'm off work um, Thursday and Friday. I could try and get somebody on, so I will try and do that because the next game. I think I think the next game after the Brighton game is a significant game um, for Arteta actually because it's against Crystal Palace, and with Crystal Palace, obviously there's Pe- the Patrick Vieira connection. He'll be coming back to the Emirates. Um, We'll come back to Arsenal uh, for the game against Arsenal, and um, yeah, I think it's one of the, it's a bogey team for Arteta. He's he's beaten Palace. He's also uh, drawn, I believe, to Palace. Um, so it's a bit of a bogey team. It's it's a win is needed. Not any of the four points crap. I'm not going to say no disrespect to him. It's that opinion, but I saw a post the other day. It was like, oh, we should get four points or something like that. I was like, oh, come on. Really, we should be getting nine. You know. I know, I understand Shaka's out, but if one person being out is the reason why we're losing games, I mean, God help us. Honestly, God help us. But we should be getting nine or twelve. Um, out of uh, out of nine or twelve out of twelve. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, I'll try and make it up to everyone who's uh, listening to the podcast because I really appreciate the feedback. Um, I've really, I've really enjoyed doing this because it is a release. Like, I could write paragraphs and threads and all that sort of stuff, but for me, I think doing a uh, audible version, almost of that, is best way to express my, you know, feelings towards Arsenal and in just in general football. Because there's a couple of things besides this we're going to be talking about. Um, a big Q and A because I had a lot of questions the other day, um, so I'll be doing that. Um, talk about a little bit of England. Uh, I will talk about Mason Mount, who's, who's driving me insane. I no <laughs> for England, no. I'd rather watch, you know, paint dry for God's sake. But no, we speak about a couple of things. I don't. I should really detail what I'm going to talk about, but that's how I, I think a lot of the organic stuff I speak about kind of comes out. So I will do that. But now this talk about. The Brighton game, you know, the first thing to speak about. Um, very interesting game. Very, uh, just a fascinating game, really, when you look back at it, because essentially we were battered. <laughs> we got absolutely killed. And fair play to Brighton, you know, they've been fantastic this season. They're really doing well. It seems like a lot of the problems that they faced last season, Brighton, they're kind of. <clears throat> they're kind of fixing um, and it's it's a nice thing to see especially with another thing we'll talk about 
later, you know, as the Newcastle takeover, you know, all these teams that potentially could come up, uh, Brighton, not massive budget, you know, they're, they're doing their thing, man. And I respect it. And I was very much before, uh, not a hater, but I was like, Brighton, who are they? You know, who are they? But no, they're doing really well, man. You have to respect what they're doing right now. Um, you know, they're at the top of the table. And yeah, they're playing some good football. You know, re- relatively good football. Now, I will say this. I will say this very clearly when we talk about the game. Despite us being battered, we should have won the game. <laughs> we should have won the game. I said it after the game. I said it now. There, There is a chance that we might as well speak about it when we're on the topic of it, where basically it was a, a significant number of passes that Partey then played a ball through to a Smith Rowe, and it was a two-on-one, um, essentially. Smith Rowe, you know, he's through. Um, Duffy, I believe, who are from my FPL, legend. Um, he comes back, shields the ball really well, and then he has to sort of side in and go for the shot. And there's a lot of debate whether he could have squared it or, you know, what he could have actually done. But I, I think for the when you look at the clip, I think it's, I think it would have been very hard now. The thing that I said, which I think a lot of people would agree with, is that he really should have shot it across because then potentially Saka had a tap in if it was rebounded. But other than that, I don't think he could have done much. But I mean, there was no excuse, really. I mean, we'd got battered, you know. And I saw something the other day which fascinated me. And it's probably a big reason why we were dominated is that when you look at the two teams' pressing uh, styles and what they're manufactured, we are doing. Minimal, absolutely minimal. Now, West Ham are doing apparently minimal, but you know they're doing probably arguably much better. Um, and you know, is it, I think for Arsenal, the, I think it's funny because I, I think with when Arteta come in, I thought, well, he's going to be demanding press, and it originally he was. I remember that game against United, he. He was running all over the place. It was so refreshing to watch. And I don't know whether physically they can't do it. I don't know whether it's something in instruction. But it's just... They don't, they don't press that much anymore. And it's a shame because... I do kind of think... That's potentially the side of football that Arteta wants. Is the pressing style. But he can't do it. So it's it, it's just sad. But, you know... I wonder if it's motivation as well. And, I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's another topic, I think, for another day. But, yeah, the, I mean, this game is very interesting. I mean, it's not a hell of a lot to talk about. I think my man of the match, again, was Aaron Ramsdale. I'm I'm completely shocked how well he's done at Arsenal. Really shocked. I mean, we I spoke about it last week as well. Like, it's a lot of money, and it's still... Even though he's done fantastic so far, it's still a hell of a lot of money, more than really what we should be paying for. But he's he's done fantastic, Aaron. And full props to him because, you know, a lot of people have been on his back. And, yeah, I mean, he pretty much saved the game for Arsenal against Brighton. And he's been really good. Now, Was this was not his best game, despite the amount of the match, actually. It was not his best game. As he said in his interview, which I loved, by the way. Really, if you haven't seen it, you should probably go check it out. It's really good. Basically, just said, well, my kicking was off. And really, the team performance was lower than it should have been. And fair play to him, because he's very honest. 
And it's true. I mean, Tommy Osio, that was by far his worst game. I love him to death. <laughs> I love that boy to death. But that was his worst game for Arsenal. Um, Kukela, I think I butchered his name. He tore him apart. You know, but then he was tearing up all that side, really. He was, he was phenomenal. Probably one of the best signings in the summer if he continues to fulfil his potential. Um, so, yeah, we had that. And, you know, I think one of the things I thought about when this game, thinking back on it, is Lekonga, he's been very good since he's joined Arsenal, you know. But I do think this was probably his worst game. Now, I think this was his worst game because it was manufactured by Arteta. I think the sort of left-back role he was in it just didn't it didn't suit him it just didn't didn't look comfortable you know i do wonder if they're going to do that honestly in my personal opinion whether to just play ainsley and i know that as a centre mid he's average but i think in that scenario he'd be much better i, re- I really do um so if that's the route they want to go down maybe play ainsley but a new centre mid is needed I mean, it was glaring for me. It was glaringly obvious um, watching that game. And if it's not Bruno Gamirash, I will lose my mind. I will actually go insane because he, for me, is the perfect Shaka replacement or substitute or whatever. And I think as he's, his age is perfect, he has been linked with Arsenal before. I think this is a deal that needs to be done. Now, very interestingly. We've been linked to uh, Noah Lang. God, if I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Very interesting player. I've seen a cut. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, I've watched. I've watched every Club Bruges game," you know, because <laughs> I haven't. But I've seen clips and very interesting player. He's basically a Neymar copy. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen a player just like almost rip off a style as much as that. I mean. Very interested, but you know, we're linked to him. Do we need him? Maybe, but I think it's a case of if it happens in January, it's more let's get him now before somebody else picks him up. That's the feeling I get, and it's a good source, you know. Um, I think it's one of the Belgium sources, but one of the first ones that linked us to Laconga. Um, really good source. Um, so I think it will happen. I'm pretty confident actually it will happen. There's a lot of talk of him so I'm I'm pretty confident it'll happen but we'll see I don't know I mean it's an interesting player I do think though um, it sparks the not, not beginning of the end but probably the start of Martinelli going out on loan along with Balogun going out on loan because I think if I'm perceived right Noah Lang is a left winger so I think Martinelli will probably go out on loan. Which I think he does. I think he needs... I'd love to see him at the Championship for a year. You know, he's, he's a kid. He's still a kid. And Balogun's still a kid. He should be on loan to a Championship team. Send him out on loan. Let's see how he does. And develop him. Because he's not going to be developed by just not playing games. And that is a bit my worry with Arteta. Because whilst I do think he's good with young the young players... I think I think the thing is about him not being good with young players is a bit of a myth. I think there's certain cases where he should be a lot better with Saliba, for example. But 
you know, I think for the most part, he, he's developed players, young players, into pretty good players. Like Saka, for me, I mean, a lot of people will talk about Emery, but I, I don't, I, don't, I mean, thank you to you know Emery for giving Saka the opportunity to start, but Arteta is the one who's made him England national. I don't care what anyone says. Look, I'm a skeptic on Arteta. I'm very much in the middle. I'm an Arteta bisexual, so. <laughs> But I, I fully believe that. I fully believe that Arteta is a big reason why Saka is an England international now and regular senior international um, because of his leadership and his guidance and his coaching. You know, could Saka be better? Of course. But again, he's super young, you know, and he will get much better. You know, I saw, I always refer to this, but I saw a picture of him and Raheem Sterling next to each other and it blows me away because he's much bigger than Sterling and he'll fulfill his natural physicality. You know, I don't know when that'll be, but it will happen. And when it happens, he'll be a, he'll be a monster player. You know, he's already a good player now. He'll be a monster, monster player. So we'll see, you know, I, I, I think in the future of England is, you know, Sancho, Saka, and Greenwood. If you had to put a gun to my head, I think those three players you know, they're the future of England, so, and Rashford, Rashford, you always forget Rashford, because he's so young, but he's the future of England as well, so, there's so many star potential, and, you know, Saka is one of them, and I'd say deserves a lot of credit, um, where was we, let me pause this, okay, I remembered where we were, so we were talking about Noah Lang and the transfer window, um, yeah, Bruno G, they got to sign him, so we'll see, but yeah, and the Shaka is big, big mess. You know, regardless of what you think of him, him and Partey—they've won me over. I, I, at the beginning, I did not think they would work together. There was a couple of games where they just did not look. It was right at the beginning, but they just didn't look comfortable. But yeah, that game last week against Tottenham—they were really good, really, really good. Now, were they good because Tottenham essentially played them midfield? Probably. But they still, it's, you know, you do what you need to do in front of you. And they were really good last week. Or the week before. <laughs> Two weeks ago. But yeah, no. Um, that's it. I mean, I don't really know if there's much to talk about else from that game against Brighton, really. Because it was just a poor performance. It's not really much to talk about. We were, just, we were getting battered. Defence was... Okay, uh, there is a couple of things we can talk about. The defence was very good. I mean, fair play to Ben White. Because... I kind of felt one of my fears of that Brighton game was not that he would be bullied or uh, along those lines, but I thought, well, Brighton know him well enough. They probably know his strengths and weaknesses, but he just, he was very good, I thought. I thought for the occasion. And the partnership with Gabriel was really, it's really good. And it's just started, you know, it's only going to get better. And Gabriel, my goodness me, what what a player he is. What a play! Really reminds me. If you had to, if you said to me, what player does he remind you of? I'd actually go, kind of. It kind of reminds me of Sol Campbell, to be honest. I mean, he's the no-nonsense defender in that. In that too, he's just aggressive, wins the ball, wins his duels, dominant, physically intimidating. Really reminds me of Sol Campbell in that aspect. Um, and you know, he's great, man. He's so good and. He's by far the best centre-back of the club. and 
I still think I love. I really love Ben White. I'm happy we signed him. A lot of money. But I'm happy we signed him. But I'm still itching to see the Ben White, not the Ben White, the Gabriel and Saliba combination. I think those two will, if they just want a no nonsense. I know. I know Arteta doesn't want that. But if he wants a Laporte company sort of duo, um, or you know that sort of like just two aggressive centre backs, I think him and Saliba will be incredible. Will really be good together. And I still think that, and I will still, if Saliba goes, which God help, I hope he doesn't. Um, it will be a shame because I think those two just. I've never looked at I've never looked at certain players like those two together and thought, wow, there, that's that's it, man. You know, but you know, Ben White, he could play midfield. I mean, Ben White's a very versatile player, so who knows what could happen with him? But no, Ben White's been fantastic, and I still kind of itch for the back three. <laughs> I honestly, do, and it, it it will it will take me a long time to not accept this, but. A back, a back, a back three of Gabriel, Ben White, Saliba, with like a Tommy Osu interchangeable. I think it would be very good. I mean, I really do. And you know, this team is almost built for someone like a Conte in some aspects because it's the the way the, some of the players we have, like Saka, who can play left wing back, and Ainsley, and yeah, I mean, I really want to see it, but. I don't think we will ever see it again, and I think so, I think people have sort of soured to the three since that spell last season where we were just horrendously bad. But yeah, I mean, I want to see it. I want to see it, especially because I think all those players would benefit a back three. So one day, I hope, but we'll see. I think Saliba. I think Saliba does stay, you know, but it will be close because I think he has to sign a new deal as well. If Saliba doesn't sign a new deal. It's kind of all pointless, you know, because he'll be on two years or year. And lots of clubs will want him. He's super talented, man. I mean, he just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's class. He is brilliant, Saliba. And I—I I do think that's probably the biggest thing Arteta has got wrong in his Arsenal career by far. It's just the treatment of Saliba. He should be playing. He should be. He should be. You should have been given a chance, at least at your, you know, Europa League level. But no, they, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think the I'm, I've been proven wrong. I think the loan to um, Marseille was the best thing for him because I fought Newcastle. <laughs> I just want to see him in the Premier League. I'm desperate to see him in the Premier League. Um, maybe not Newcastle would have been the best bet. Maybe Southampton would have been great, but. I'm still yearning to see him in the Premier League. But, you know, Marseille's a great club. Great, great club. So, fair play. He's doing really well. Uh, Granduzzi's doing really well there as well. So, credits to him. But I hope to see... I hope we see him. I really do. Because we need good competition, you know. Like, Gabriel and Ben White, they are fantastic. But when you take them out of the equation, who do you have? You know, you've got Holden. You've got Chambers. You've got Mari, the best centre back of all time. Um, who else do you have? Tommy, you can play centre back, I suppose. But you don't have much, so they, they they've got to they've got the quality. They just need to introduce it right. So we'll see. I mean, that's all that speculation, you know, spe- speculation and whatever. 
can't say the bloody word, but yeah, um, that's all for next year, so we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, no, is there anything else to speak about the Brighton games? We talk about the defenders. Partey was poor. He was he was poor, and it's a shame because I love Thomas Partey. I think he's the most underrated player in the Premier League by a good mile. I think I think when he's on it, he's one of the best midfielders in that league. Uh, and I think he gets a lot more discredit and disrespect than he deserves. But he was poor. I just maybe maybe it's the Lukonga partnership. I I want to see him with Ainsley. I think party with Ainsley. I think he'd step his game up. It's just I don't know. It's just a feeling, feeling FC. It's just my feeling on it. But I want to see it. I mean, it might even they might even introduce Charlie Pinto if he's ready. You know, physically I don't think he's ready. But he might. They might think he's ready. You know. I mean, Wilshire. When he was, which is funny because we could speak about that in a bit, but Wilshire, I mean, when he was introduced, he was he was physically he was tiny, you know. So, but I guess it's a different era of football, so we can see potentially in the future what would happen with those two. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I'd like, the only thing that really left to speak about that game is just Tierney. I mean, I mean, it was a it was a poor performance all around, but. Tierney, I thought, had a really poor game. And I like Tierney a lot. I think he's the best left back we've had. It's hard to it's hard to say right now, but I think he's one of the best ones we've ever brought. Um and he's just been poor. And I think I think I would like to see Nuno maybe get a little bit more of a chance because I've been quite impressed with him. You know, there's something about him. I feel like he was a player that was brought in to be a backup, but with good coaching, I mean, physically for his age as well. I mean, I always speak about it, but but I think it's a really important thing with football physicality. He looks like a beast. I mean, he, he he's a big man, and you know, he's very he's quick as well. So he's got the advantage which you want from modern left back. Um, just the defensive IQ needs to be a bit better, but that that can come over age and coaching. And I want to see him get a little bit more of a chance because you know Tierney can't have a reassured spot. Any player should have a rear short spot, you know. That's why I think another quality sentiment is needed because I think if Shaka or Partey have a shit shit game, they need to be hooked. They need to be replaced with quality, and we don't have that. So I think people will just one of those two will just sort of not necessarily mind their performance, but they'll you know that it won't necessarily matter if they play badly. They won't be hooked. They won't be hooked. You know, Lukonga, he's a he's a rotational player. He's not ready to start. You know, he's a project signer. A lot of the signings are sort of project signings. But they need to be good. That's why quality is needed. That's why depth, depth is needed. That's why Manchester City has been so successful. Because, obviously, they spent a lot of money. But they have the depth of competition. Not just quality, but if, if the Sterling plays shit, they have Mahrez. If Mahrez plays shit, they have Torres. If Torres plays shit, they have Bernardo Silva can play with me. They have all these players who can play in certain positions. If you're shit, you get hooked. And we don't have that right now. And I think that's a big problem with Arsenal. You know, I mean, I think this is why a quality striker is needed desperately. Because if a Bami ain't shit, it, he's not necessarily going to be hooked. At least at this moment. Maybe Lacazette. But Lacazette's being phased out. And I, I will tell you for a fact... Lacazette is being phased up because he's going this January. I don't know. I, I don't have any sources. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not in you know anything. But when a player is not playing as much as Lacazette is, 
because he isn't. He's not playing that much. Look at the minutes. The truth is in the numbers. He, he He's going in January. So, at least to me, because if he wasn't, he'd be playing a bit more, a little bit more. Even if he's on his final year, he'll be going. He'd be going next year, but he'll be, he would be playing a bit more. I think he's I think he's on his way out. I think it's almost a kind of B Tech version of what they do what they did to Ozil. Obviously he registered and so it's not as the same, but in that way of just not playing. He's not playing at all. You know, and Lacazette it's a lot of money not to be playing. You know, Pepe's a special case because Saka came in and, you know, Saka's potentially a world class player on the on the come up and Pepe, you know, He's been relatively poor since he's come in. It, was, it, you know, it, it makes me sad because I like Pepe a lot. I think he's changed a lot since he joined Arsenal, but you know he's not the same player. Um, but it, it's just disappointing. We, we we need we need those sort of players, and um, it's it's a big it's a big question mark, a real big question mark. But yeah, a striker is needed. God, I no idea who they're gonna pick. No, no idea. Sorry for the mic. <laughs> um, yeah, no idea who they're gonna pick. I'm pretty sure Tammy was the plan. You know, in fact, we we know Tammy was the plan. But who knows at this point? You know, there's all sorts of rumors. There was a report the other day about Ollie Watkins and Dominic Calvin Lewin's on their list, which personally, I I don't, I don't want on the list. I I just don't, I just don't see it. I like Ollie Watkins. I think he's a good player. Uh, I don't mind Cavalier. I think he's a good player, great athlete. But the man, the man we need, I'm convinced. Even though he's just joined the Premier League, I'm convinced the Jamaican sensation. I think I think he's Jamaican. <laughs> I think he's English, but I think he could play for Jamaica. Um, Ivan Tony, that's the man. He's the man. If they want to get a striker, and obviously not in January because he will not go in January, but. If they want to get a striker next summer, he's the guy, I think. He, he, he's impressed me so much since he's come up. You know, I described him to somebody the other day as the late bloomer, because I think that's what he is. I think he's a late bloomer. I think he's just somebody that's come up now, developed, you know, he left Newcastle, and he, you know, it just didn't happen for him. But I think he's I think he's the guy. I really do. I, I love him. I think his physical presence is amazing. I think his centre forward play is superb. Um, I watched a bit of him last season when the hype was going on with Tony, but I think you know, and I I, I didn't seem you know I haven't saw much to go. Wow, he's he should be the leading striker for Arsenal. But now I've seen him, I'm super impressed. You know, twenty five, I believe he is. He's a good age, all around that age. I think he would be the one. Throw forty five million at him, get it done. I just, I, I really like him, I really do. And it's, I don't know. There's something about, there's something about players like that, um, who come up and spring into life like that, who I really like. You know, I, I remember seeing a Brentford fan, um, uh, Flaming Easter, at Flaming Easter. Love him, great guy. Unbelievable guy. Please follow him. He's a he's a lovely guy. Um, speak about him last year, and I thought, well, he, he's just a fan, you know. That's what that's what fans are gonna do. But he's he's really impressed me, man. He's he's just he's got swagger, you know. Ollie Watkins does not have swagger, 
Dominic Coverland does not have swagger. He's, he can jump, but he ain't got swagger. So that's my pick of a striker. But yeah, you know, God, I've rambled on. <laughs> this Brighton game has turned into all sorts of different things. I mean, there was just not really much to talk about with the Brighton game, really. Just battered, played poor, got the nil-nil, get the point, we move on. That's what it was at the end of the day. Um, not really much you can say. <laughs> and it's funny because I put the, you know, I've, I listened to Ask Cast and they talked about it briefly and um, other podcasts as well. But I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a tactical guy. I'm just a guy who watches football. You know, as an opinion. I don't I'm not a sports scientist. You know, I'm a Pablo Mari fan for fuck's sake. So. <laughs> You take it for how it is. You take it for what it is. So yeah, nil-nil. Get the point. Get the job done. Move on to the national break. Um, let's talk about... Yeah, let's move on. Let's transition to the national break. So national break, couple, a couple of people scoring goals from Arsenal this week. You had a Bamiang score. Um, Pepe scored. Partey scored. He scored two goals. Yeah, he scored two goals. He's decent as well. I'm just... I'm praying when he scores that goal for Arsenal, I will lose my shits. I will actually lose my shits. I will do the Pana Pana. You know the song with the bold man? You know, oh god, how's it go? That that song. I, I can't say it. But yeah, when that happens, I will sing that song. Put it on the timeline. I'm, I'll be so gassed when he scores. Like, so, so gassed. I love him to death. I do. I just I love him. When he scores, I think the Emirates will go mental when he scores. And I just, I can't have a feeling score against Palace. Yeah, I don't know why. Just just a feeling. But then I had a feeling he'd score against Tottenham. So, it is what it is. But yeah, when he scores his first goal, I'm going to lose my mind. But um, yeah, he scored for Ghana. Uh, Saka scored. Um, great goal. Saka's goal. Great finish. Um, Bruno-esque performance that was for England. <laughs> he wasn't, it wasn't brilliant, but he just got his goal and... We move on, but yeah, and then Nuno Tavares scored a goal for uh, Portugal under twenty ones, I believe, and so did Emil Smith Rowe, who should have been called up. Should have been called up. I'm sorry, but he deserves a call up, and fucking Ramsdale deserves a debut cap as well. Not fucking Sam Johnson, right? I know got the throw and got the assist. I couldn't give a fuck. Ramsdale deserves his international cap. Pickford, for me, is shit. I will never be convinced of Pickford. I think for I know I understand for England he's good, but that shouldn't be the 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 the, the basis to play for England. He's not good for Everton, and he shouldn't be playing for England. But that's just my opinion. I think Ramsdale's very lucky not to get a debut cap, um, and I think Mills Smith Rowe should should have been picked. Should have been picked to play. Um, I'm going to look at the list they picked because there was a name. I re- I remember there was a name that drove me mental, absolutely mental. That they, they got picked. I don't think it was. Was it Lingard? I don't think it was Lingard. I was quite happy Lingard got picked because he's playing well. He's 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 playing well. Um. Uh. Right. Come on, Twitter. Please load. Please load. I mean, Emil Smith-Rowe should, should have been picked. 
the way Southgate, Southgate was like, he was really close to being picked. Well, we'll pick him. You pick him. I mean, ah, I think it was Sancho. I think it was Sandra who was picked. That pissed me off because he's been shit. He's been fucking shit. I I do I don't like the way that players get picked for England based not almost on name, but how they've been previously for England. That's why like Connor Cody is being picked. You know, you know Connor Cody's quite an average player and Ben White's been really good and he didn't get picked I mean I'm very biased so you have to take the pinch of salt with that but it it, it does drive me mental absolutely mental because I just think it's unfair you know you should be rewarded for playing well for your club not rewarded just on the basis of who you are that drives me mad. I was happy for Tammy. I'm looking for the list, and I just saw Tammy. I was happy for Tammy. I love Tammy. I really would have loved him for Arsenal. But it's a shame. It's a big, big shame. Because, I don't know. I think you have to introduce everybody in a way that is fair. And I just don't think we, we've gotten that. So... Uh, where is this bloody list? Right. Come on, where is this list? I'm nearly there. Hold on with me for a second. Uh, I don't care about the training picks. I don't care. Oh, look, England's, uh, Beckham's got a free kick 20 years ago. Wonderful. Looking care. Right, where is this? Tomorrow got picked. Love Tomori. I am a, a casual Milan fan as well, and he's been fantastic. Um, so I'm happy for him. Right, okay, I think I'm near, near the list. We are near the list. Yeah, I love Tamori. He's, he's been really good. Right, okay, here is the list. Right, under-20s, under-21s. Uh, I'm not near the list. Ah, here's the list. Um, oh, I think it was Ollie Watkins. Yeah, I think it was Ollie Watkins that drove me mental. Because I, I just... I just... I don't know. There's something about Ollie Watkins. I don't know. I, Not for me, personally. But I, I get it. They want a rotational backup to Kane. There wasn't anyone on that list. I think it was just Sancho. Really. You know. It's a shame. They really should have... But then... But then... I say that with Ollie Watkins. They took Abraham. <laughs> so, I don't know. I am biased. The conclusion from this is that I'm biased. So I'm going to quickly find the questions for the Q&A and then we're going to move on to that. I have found the Q&A. <laughs> I had, how many questions did I have on this? I had 22. I will answer all of them. <laughs> I will answer all of them. So the first question, the first one I see is from my good friend, Mr. Toby at not my manager. Not my manager. I just clock that's his out. That's hilarious. Um, he said, "Is Thomas Partey living up to expectations since he arrived, or is he, or is he, bracket severely underwhelming in your opinion? His case is definitely interesting. It's definitely more up for debate than people like to admit. Um, I think he's been very unlucky. I think he has been disappointed because of what we saw of Atletico, but." I think he's been quite unlucky with injuries. I think if he's, I think this is the season, man. This is the season where he needs to go in and go. I am Thomas Partey. I'm one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, and now, I think he is. 
I really think he is. But he needs to prove it still, you know. And I don't know when that will happen. But he, he he's just got to prove it's consistency, you know. It likes with, like with everything with Arsenal at the moment, they need consistency across the board. So I think that's the main thing with Thomas Partey. He just needs consistency. But if I had to, if he said to me right now, yes or no, has he been disappointed? I'd go yes. I would go yes. Although. I think if you had to ask me as well in that same vein, uh, out of Shaka and Partey, who has had the best, more better performances in terms of individual, I would go Thomas Partey. I think that performance against Man United at Old Trafford is still one of the best midfield performances in the last couple of years in terms of a defensive central midfielder. Um, so I, I, I would have to say that in that case so it's it's a toss up but I can definitely see both sides um, so thank you Toby much love um, so the next question is from professional simp at reality with five Y's he says how do you think Saliba will fit in with White and Gabriel um, spoke about that before very briefly I think I think it will be rotational but they could they could all definitely play all three together I think I still think about three could possibly be on the cards I really do. Um, I really, really do. Um, but it will take time, you know. Saliba, if he if he gets sold, I will join AFC Sam in protesting outside the Emirates because that would be absolutely insanity if they let him go. I do think his agent might be a bit of a problem, but he, he should not. Saliba is a, a a tremendous, tremendous talent. You know, we should not be letting him go. Not no way. So they got to think something to uh, fit him in. So we'll see. Uh, the next question is from Zach, my guy Zach. Love you, Zach. Um, he said at AFC Zach. Well, no, he didn't say at AFC Zach. His at is AFC Zach V two. Best source to go with chips and why? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Now he's called me at a bad time because I've just started my diet. So in a way, fuck you, Zach. But, uh, oh, gotta go a bit of mayo, bit of mayo, yeah, can't be a bit of mayo, I think, if I had to be fair, so, ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Zach, all love, thank you, um, so next question is from Carison at Front Row. He says, do you think Nelly should go out on loan seeing as we don't have Europe this season and it will be harder to get into the team and get playing time? Um, yeah, he should. And like I said earlier, it should be a championship team. Um, but we'll see. You know, it, it, it could be the beginning of the end for Martinelli. It really could. It, it's quite a sad, it's quite a sad scenario. But he should be going out on loan. So should Balogun to be fair. Um, so the next question is from Sir M5 at M4H underscore AFC. He said, would you sell Pepe in January? No. <laughs> no, you can't be selling players like that in January. Despite, you know, the mixed opinions of Pepe, he's Arsenal's most expensive player of all time. You know, these players like that just don't go out and be sold in January. Um, I do think he could be sold in the summer, but 
that's another discussion. We need to see how he does for the rest of the season. You know, I do think he hasn't started the season really well, but he needs. To, I think he's a confidence player as well. It's a shame because I I, I really wished Saka and Pepe could play in the same team, but there's there's obvi- there's an obvious like they just can't. You know, and I'd love to see Pepe maybe in the middle, but. We've seen, it's just not going to happen nor is he probably skilled in that area Smith wrote Pepe uh, you know maybe Pepe is a false nine but you know apparently he that was tried at Lille with uh, uh, the Leeds manager my mind's getting blank but you know who I'm on about uh, Bielsa Bielsa and apparently it wasn't good there so we'd have to see but I just don't think it will be the right move to do but who knows, man? It's it's a it's a crazy world, the transfer world. So we'll see. Um, the next question is from Santi Magic at Santi Magic. He says, favorite player besides Arsenal, or favorite player from rival club? Uh, oh, god, that's so hard. That that could be anybody. If I had to go from the Premier League, I think oh, it's so difficult to pick. It really is. Um, in terms of class, I think in terms of quality, I think Bernardo Silva is incredible. I love Bernardo Silva. He's so silk and just fantastic. Um, I've really I've enjoyed Foden's last couple games as well. I think he was quite poor at the Euros, but Foden's been great. Um, obviously Liverpool. You know, people who are Liverpool. If you're a Liverpool fan, who's listening to this, they know. Like I've got kind of a, a weird soft spot for Liverpool. They're just I always enjoy watching them. Never, never boring. I love Salah. I love. Uh, I really, you know, I love Van Dyke. He's if if you had to, probably Van Dyke. Yeah, probably Van Dyke. He's such a leader. He's such a tank. He, you know, it, I just love him. I, I, without being as simple as that, I, re- I just love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, fantastic player. Really fantastic player. Um. All-time favourite... So the next question is from KT at AFC Vase. says, all-time favourite Arsenal shirt or all-time favourite football shirt. Um, favourite Arsenal shirt of all time is the Burgundy one from 2006 or the home... The first Adidas kit. Beautiful kits. I really love the the away and third kit as well from this season. Really nice. Um, so, yeah. I'd probably say that. Um so the next question, I'm going to go in a little bit quickly because there's a lot. Um, so thank you for the question. Um, so the next question is from Hark at Hark AFC. Best Arsenal game you have ever watched and would you relive that moment? Oh, that's hard. That's a really hard question just for me to think right now. Um, I don't know, really. That's such a hard question. Um, it's not my favourite Arsenal match at all because we were poor in the second half. But I really love that North London derby. We just we just had that. That's one of the best Arsenal matches of all time, regardless of what you think. It was just incredible. Atmosphere was brilliant. Saka was incredible. Smith Rowe was incredible. Bamian was great that game. It was just nice. It was just a, it was a lovely moment. Um, so maybe that one, I don't know. I'd have to have a real, have a real think about that. Um, so yeah, so thank you for the question. Um, the next question is from the Arsenal Egg, at the Arsenal Egg. Ben White as a CDM. 
no. <laughs> Thank you and good day. Um, next question is from Illis at Illis AFC. He says, who do you want to sell the most, Pepe or Shaka? Um, neither. <laughs> Cedric. <laughs> He's got to go. He shit. I, I, I will not... No hate. Sop online abuse, but I just can't stand Cedric. I think he's terrible. I think he's really bad, really bad. Look at the look at some of the goals you conceded when he was playing this season. He's just he's fifty yards offside. He's in Lagos. He's he's in Portugal. He's in somewhere. He's driving me mad. He's terrible. Um, at Newcastle. Oh no, not at Newcastle. Ugh, Thank you for the question. At uh. Rami, 34, love you. Thank you very much. He says, Newcastle and uh, Norwich are definitely going down. So this was before the takeover. <laughs> he said, who will be the third team going down? Um, who will be the third team going down? I think it will be... Probably Watford. Despite Sar, I think he's great. But it'd probably be Watford. Um, so yeah. At, uh, so that's question is from Mustafa Salman at Sid pa- Pakistani. I will get that Google thing sorted for you. I have to brush this and get it off, but I will try and sort it while I'm at work so you can see it. Um, I'm terrible, so apologies for, for that, but appreciation to you. Thank you. Um, do you think that the reason we can't score is that our system, that in our system, everything has to be perfect for us to score goals? Like, we can't just score goals for fun. Yes, it is. I mean, that's on our tear. But I do agree, and it is a big problem. And there's a great piece from LT about this earlier in the week. It is a big problem. But however, I will say, if he gets the depth, the quality and depth, which I understand, it, you know, he shouldn't need that, and he shouldn't. But if he gets the quality and depth, I don't think that'll be an issue. But it's all time, you know. It time, you know, football's not a patient game. You've got to be good now, and I think it is a big problem, a real big problem. Um, so next question is from my boy Salmon at I can't see a bloody at Sant Zero R Y U. Bloody hell! Uh, top three candidates if Arteta goes slash sacked. Um, I think it'll be Conte, just because of the class. Um, I'd love Bielsa. I know he's been relatively poor this season, but I love Bielsa. Just, I love him. I think he's brilliant. Uh, and a wild card pick. I know I, people will say Potter, but Potter, Graham Potter, will not leave Brighton. I think honestly, he's the next England manager. I think it's a matter of not if, but when. So I wouldn't say Potter because I think he's off there. But I think if you had to give me the third pick, it'd be Thomas Frank. Again, very early. Oh, he's just come up, but I, he's got a character that I love. I really love, um, and he would be a wonderful. He's a, he's just a, he's just a really good coach. You can see it in the, the games he's played. He's just a fantastic coach, a really good coach. So it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what we could do at a big club, you know, uh, or you know, at Arsenal. So maybe that would be my third pick. I love I love insane people, you know. I'm an insane person myself. So, I love him. I love him to death. Um, so, yeah. The next question is from my boy Sean, at Prod by Sheikah. Wow, I said you were at perfectly. 
<laughs> perfectly, absolutely perfectly. Fastergaard or Christensen? Um, I would say Christensen, and I'm jealous because Chelsea have developed a really good, well, not a good centre back, and we've not done that. And it, it that's a big thing. I'm jealous about Chelsea, really big. Um, the next question. Uh, so thank you for the question. All love. Stream his album, by the way. Love him to death. Stream his album. Um, so the next question is from Matt. <laughs> I think we had a thing where I said his name wrong. I think I might have got it wrong. Oh, God. I, I'm so bad. If I have again, I'm sorry. It's just because it says M. So, uh, at AFC MCJ, he says, What is your favourite fruit, vegetable, or just give me your dream meal, including start? Start a dessert and drink at the same time. Um, favorite fruit, uh, probably banana. Respect the bananas, love bananas. Um, favorite vegetable, red onion. Beautiful, beautiful creation. Uh, and my dream meal at the moment, because I'm on a diet, would be a steak. Uh, and my drink would be a white monster because I'm ten years old, and they taste gorgeous. So, I brought I bought an eight pack today of them, and I just <laughs> just start laughing. It's like, what am I doing? What am I doing buying eight packs of these? Um, so yeah, that's probably what it would be currently. Um, I need to stop being a fat fat man. So yeah. Uh, the next question is, thank you for the question. Next question is from Uma. That guy Uma. Um, he says, favourite Arsenal game of all time. I sort of answered that a little bit earlier. But yeah, it's hard. It's a hard question for me to say. But I love that Tottenham game. It's just... If, from last week, it's just so special, really special. Um, at Adam, so that's thank you for the question. At Adam, at AFC Adam Seven, do you think any Arsenal player, either in the first team or academy, has a shot at being a Ballon d'Or in the next 10 15 years? And he said, you know, keep up the podcast. So, thank you for that. Um, I don't think any Arsenal player will ever be nominated for the Ballon d'Or in a long time, maybe Saka, but he has a long way to go. Um, a long, long way to go. I just, I don't see it. You know, we're 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 in a position now where we're clawing to six. It's it's going to take a generational talent to do that. So probably not. But I'd love it. You know, Alexis was nominated, and you, you never know. You never know with Arsenal. Um, so yeah, and that, so the next thing for the question. Next question is from Shreds at Shreds, my guy. He says, "Who's your favorite wrestler at this moment?" Um, I'd probably say MGF. He's hilarious. I I love watching him. I love Punk. It's hard to be biased against Punk. I love CM Punk. He's my favourite ever wrestler, so it's hard to not say him. But yeah, I love him. Um, is anyone WWE I really like? Um, no, I love Reigns. I love Reigns, and I've always been a big Brock Lesnar fan. Always. Um, So yeah, I'll probably say that. Um, so thank you for the question. Um, the next question is, he's just got a recycling thing on his name. So, recycling man. At, I know his real name, but I'm not going to bait him out. <laughs> I'm not going to bait him out. It says, it's, it's at, it's at Nourishing Soul 12. My goodness me, I've, I've butchered that. It says, favourite season from a neutral standpoint? Um... Oh seven, like from from my lifetime, probably oh seven or eight, 
really enjoyed that season. Um, just Sass was amazing. So you got to say that. I think if I had to go back and look at seasons I've rewatched or Premier League years, whatever, I obviously Invincibles, you can't not say the Invincibles, but I really loved the one oh two season and the ninety seven ninety eight season. They're just I love those teams. I love those teams. So it's hard. But if I had to say for my thing, I'd say probably oh seven oh eight. I've got a big picture of Sess in my house. I mean I was such a big Fabregas fan. You, there wasn't there was nobody crying more than I did when he was when he went to Barca. Man, that was just sad. So sad. Um so yeah, probably oh seven oh eight. Um so the next question so thank you for the question, mysterious man. Um thoughts so next question from two wop. Um he says thoughts on Martinelli's lack of minutes this season. Yeah, he needs a line. <laughs> but he's been poor. He has been poor. I, it, I, I worry for him. I really do. Especially if we sign Noel Lang, because he could be going. He really could be going. So, I worry for him. I really do. It's worrying. Uh, the next question. <laughs> next question. I've been wanting to ask this like since he posted it. It's about AA, so the group chat I'm in. I love everyone in AA. Um, he says, uh, it's from Kian. So at Kian, my guy, he says, you'll suck on a desert island and you could pick four members of AA uh, to help you survive. Who are you picking? Ooh, that's such a hard question. There's like pros and cons to everybody. There, there literally is. I've, uh, Dan has got to be one of them, 100%. He's he's basically me. We're so funny because we're quite similar age. We're, we're so similar. <laughs> it's hilarious. So similar. Um, to Dan, definitely. Um, couldn't pick Zach. He'd drive me inside. He'd drive me inside. I love him, but he'd drive me inside. Um, Yus and Toby would just tell me I'm not an alpha, so I don't know whether I'd pick them. Um, Asad would probably want to kill me. Oh, Asad, I can't, I can never say his name. I love him, can never say his name. He'd, he'd want to kill me, because I'm annoying. Uh, I think Dan could deal with me. <laughs> so... Um, oh, that's such a hard question for the second person. Oh, oh, I'm thinking here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh, I've had a think. I think, and I think it would be Kian. I think it would be you, mate. <laughs> it's hard because it, I could legitimately pick everybody uh, except for Zach. So it's hard. It's a hard one to pick, but I probably just go Kian and Dan. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get killed in chat. But I've had to go with a decision, so it's that one. Like they, they would be able to deal with me, and I know if I put a step wrong, they'd they'd fuck me up. So that's what I'm picking. <laughs> Thank you for the like. Keep keep asking AA questions. I, I will answer all of them, mate. Um. So <laughs> thank you. The next question. I think it's the last question. It's the last question, and it is from drumroll. It is from Ben's. I'm not saying you're for that. So many numbers. I'm not saying you fall out. He said your preferred Arsenal front four: um, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka, Abamian when he's not playing like shit. <laughs> new striker, maybe new striker. That's my front four. Maybe it'd be interesting what they do with Lang if he joins. What's the front four then? So 
I wish Pepe. I really wish Pepe could be a decent striker because he's when he's when he's in the position to shoot, he's in goal and he's got space. He's he's a really good finisher. So it's it's frustrating as fuck. But I'd probably go with that. I would probably go with that. So that's my pick. <laughs> that's my pick. That four. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for the questions and thank you for listening to the podcast. I know it's it's been very late to do this podcast um very frustrating but it's out now i will try and get a guest on to do maybe a preview for the next game against pass because it's a it's a really big game you know like i said earlier it's a really big game so i'll try and get somebody on if i can't then it's just me being busy um so we'll sort that out um before i go i will say one thing i bought some earphones the other day and they were incredible Paid a lot of money for them. The WXM4s, the earbuds, fucking amazing. People were chatting shit across the road, noise cancelling, boom, all silent. Incredible shit, incredible shit. So, so yeah, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to the PM podcast today. I will see you down the road at some point. Maybe it's whatever, or this ever but you long.